now joined telephonically by the amazing uh, Mashadi Munareng, who is a pastoral counsellor and a speaker, and I almost say the doctor Mashadi Munareng. I don't know why, but something is brewing, and we're talking (laughs) about the power of a made-up mind, a mind that resolute, being a decisive person. Dr. Mashadi Munareng. (laughs) Good morning, Mashadi. I'm actually blushing. Why are you blushing? Why. I don't know. I'm just thinking. Oh my, this is the second time someone calls me a doctor, by the way. Have you been contemplating on it? Um, 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 yeah, but not that, not there yet. I mean, I mean, not that far. What, yeah. what are you fearing? Just the M, uh, I've been, I applied for my master's, I'm waiting. <laughs> so we are in alignment. Go for it, go for it. We look forward to calling you doctor. I think it suits you. All right. So yeah. a person who's made up their mind, who's decisive, what, what, what makes them so resolute in any decision they've made? And how do we spot a person who's made up their mind? You know what? It, it, they, they, they become so confident in, in whatever they had to do or they have to do or the task lying ahead of them. And you, you see they don't have fear of any challenge. You know, they... They are so outstanding in everything they do, ne? and and in a way that you know, it, it, for them, it's not even about perfectionism or anything like that. It's about the fact that they've made a decision to do something. They've calculated the means. They've calculated the odds. They have. They have. You know, they've checked all the alternatives that they could have. And to them, it was like, you know what, I see I have every other alternative. I can, you know, the scapegoats and everything. I, I can, I can, you know, I can, I can use this to run away from whatever that is facing me, but I am not going to make it. I'm not going to, to run away. They face that thing, you know, head on. Now, Mashadi, Mashadi, I want you to tell us when the person faces the thing head on, what can a person who can't face a thing head on do give us pointers for those who are failing to be decisive you know first of all you have to be someone who is uh or you, you you have to know where you're going where you plan to go and everything and and writing i i love writing i don't know i'm one person i don't i don't even want electronic stuff when it comes to things like this i prefer a pen and a paper, and I write things down. And you check all your alternatives to see uh, what are you know what is there that you can maneuver, and the distractions as well. You write them down, and of all those things, you make a choice. Choose one thing that you know that you you know you, you choose to say I'm gonna do this. Whether I have this alternative, whether this is challenging me, or whether I see these obstacles. I'm going to do this. And you make that decision and you stick to it. That is, you know, yeah. And, and, and 
also you 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 should be someone who is able to 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 be proactive in terms of those obstacles when you see them you don't deny them you don't you don't shove them under the carpet or anything like that you put them out there you write them down you notice them you recognize them but you know what you're not going to allow them to stand in your way you are going to you, you to soldier on and if they happen remember it's something that you anticipate it might not even happen so should it happen you have to have uh, a plan B of okay how am i going to 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 fight this how am i going to overcome this you know you you have to be someone who is willing to plan ahead i'm very concerned though i'm concerned mm. about people who are not able to make a decision and then those who are able to make a decision they sometimes have clashes especially if they have to work in teams or in groups or they work together how do we balance each other let's let's start with this one who is decisive remember you have to understand that you are different and everybody's different, everybody's unique. You attack matters differently from everybody else. So you cannot expect people to be like you. It's gonna put pressure on them, unnecessarily so. And when there's too much pressure, people can, some people can't really perform under, under high levels of pressure. It causes stress for them. It, 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 it lowers their self-confidence and, you know, they doubt, you know, they, they second guess themselves every time they have to contribute in a team setting. So if you're someone who is, who is so, I, I, I call them blessed, who is blessed with the gift of, you know, making a decision and sticking to it, just understand that you are not like everybody and everybody's not like you and don't force people to be like you. You need to exercise patience as a person because you are going to meet people who really can make decisions so be patient with them and and also you know you must be able to assist don't be selfish you know some people are just so selfish you 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 find that you, you are gifted in this area but you become so selfish you don't want to help other people and remember when you work as a team when the one person wins the whole team wins so take it as that, you know, that, that you are contributing towards the perfection of the team, uh, the productivity of the team, not just for you. Yes, there are places where you will need to be selfish when you're dealing with your own stuff, but in a team setting, you need to be able to, 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 to be patient with other people and to be able to assist to, to make decisions faster if you can, right? And, and, and to this one who is unable or struggles with making decisions, quickly and, and always indecisive, you know, you have to, or for the other one, please don't give up on people. Yeah, don't give up on people. And to this other one, you have to really pay attention to your feelings and emotions. Uh, what is causing you to be indecisive? Is it because of fear of the unknown? Is it because of anxiety? Are you feeling demotivated? And also you must have a way of dealing with those emotions either by talking to someone, you know, sometimes it's not always, it's not something that bothers you all the time. It's just maybe in a spare of a moment. If you have a friend that you can confide in, just speak to that person. And if it's in a team or in a group setting, just be honest. Be honest and say, guys, 
I really am struggling to, 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 to make a decision when it comes to X, Y, Z. I need help. Don't be afraid to say, I need help. Accept that you need help and, and vocalize it. You know, people, you know, sometimes honesty really, really helps. And you find that people will be much more uh, um, patient with you. People will be willing to help because you reached out, right? And also, depending on the severity of your emotions and feelings and everything, um, maybe you need to seek counseling. If it's something that continues, seek counseling, seek coaching, and 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 you know, um, you know what? I just noticed that it's not always the case that you always have to have money to pay a coach. There are friends who can who are gifted in certain things that can actually assist you without you giving them anything or without asking for money from you. They just passionate about that thing and they wanna help and they do it. And so you you don't have to to worry all the time to think oh she's always talking about a coach she's always talking about counseling and whatnot and you know those things need money and maybe I don't have the money. No, you do have a friend. You do have a family member who is able to to coach, who is able to motivate, who is able to encourage, speak to that person, you know, borrow borrow physical vessels for you to be able to move forward, okay? And, and, you know, take time to do proper research of whatever task that is at hand so that you are, you know, you, you, you are ready on time and you are able to make a decision on time when, when, when the need arises. And if it's something that is personal, please pray about it. Because you will need the strength, you will need the courage. You need to be a courageous person. You know, people who are decisive, you you see them, they are so courageous. Like I said, they are fearless. And so you will need courage to face certain situations when you are faced with a task. And also allow yourself to make mistakes and learn from them, as well as learning from other people and their mistakes as well. And recognize the outcomes of being indecisive in for for example in a, a team setting you are delaying the productivity of the team because you you are you just can make a decision and so recognize such things so that you can go back to the first point where you have to recognize your emotions and then you have to deal with them and so that you can you can actually see where you are why you are there and also uh, come up with a plan to get out of there because it's not just for the team now, it's for your day-to-day living, it's for your progress as a person, it's for your growth as a person. And set timeline, you know, for the one who is decisive, you you you, you might end up being the one who's, who's now uh, tasked with the burden of setting timelines because when you are a person who is quick at making decisions and you are dealing with a team of people who are not uh, uh, good decision makers or you know they struggle with it it can actually frustrate you it can it can cause you stress it can de- cause you depression and all sorts of things and so you know to, to be able to manage the situation better set timelines and while you set timelines try to give uh, or to, to share tasks don't give people too many uh, alternatives because then they will struggle to make a decision. So it will aggravate the situation. So, you know, give them few things to choose from so that it can be quicker for them to make a decision. Also, you you, you protect your, your mental health as well as someone who is decisive. 
don't know. I don't know if I left out something. <laughs> you know what? You have made absolute sense, and I think we all need to be resolute. Let's wrap up our conversation there. Um, how okay. do A-teamers get in touch with you so they can get some counseling to learn how to be decisive and stop being indecisive because that it derails you? A-teamers can get in touch with me on 081-802-6194. And please bear in mind, I only do mental health counseling and uh, maybe relationships and anything that has to do with emotions. And I am not a financial advisor. Actually, I can't even do my own budget. So, <laughs> so please, wait. It things to do with those things. I would, I would, I'm glad to refer you. And please don't feel bad if I say I can't do it because really it's not my strong point. So yeah, you get in touch with me on zero eight one eight zero two six one nine four, or you can go to my Facebook page, Holistic Wellness Solutions with Mashadi Monaring, and on Instagram I'm Mashadi underscore Monaring. Thank you very much, uh, Mashadi Monaring. You're welcome. This is the sound of Kate's heartbeat when we asked her if she will be able to maintain her standard of living when she retires. This is the sound of Kate's heartbeat when we told her that she can switch her RA on the FNB app and get 1% back in eBucks, as well as get a discount on her current account fees in eBucks or cash. Sure. Switch to FNB and take full control of your money matters. That's help in one. T's and C's apply. FNB Investor Services PTY Limited, an authorized financial services provider. Coming up on the book reading. What you are doing is so wrong. How can you treat this child like this? Says Tobega suddenly said to Kawegazi's dad, staring at him dead in the eyes. She was referring to Kawegazi's mom and they were all aware of it. You and your family are evil. Catch the book reading on SAFM Monday to Thursday at quarter to 12 on The Talking Point. SAFM Sunrise with Stephen Hrutis. Daniel, hi. You describe yourself as an activist in Joburg. How do you see the situation there in the CBD of Joburg at the moment? What is happening there? Because the mayor is making lies on the national radio. Hmm. And again, there is nothing of that nature that the project is commencing on the 12th. That is a big lie. Yeah, they've closed as if maybe there is something is, is happening, but there is nothing is happening there. Sure. So I wanted to say to the nation, as well as to the mayor also, if maybe he's listening, that office is a public office. It's not a dining room or kitchen mm. or whatsoever, maybe to do as he pleases. The job activity cannot be fixed under the leadership of Cabello. Cabello, I think he must step down. He's just incompetent to run the city. All right, Daniel, an activist in the Jobbik CBD. SAFM Sunrise with Stephen Grutes, 6 to 9 a.m. When you promised Mandela that his people shall go free. Tell him they won't grow. Send a celebrity watch. Yes. 
We are joined by Adrian Stanford from ESET Southern Africa, and we are talking about security concerns, Sherrington, parents who are sharing things on social media platforms. Yeah, schools are opening. And a lot of parents are going to start this thing. They did it at the end of the year, posting their little ones, getting awards. How cute. Posting the schools and the uniforms. How cute. Posting the first day of grade one, the first day of high school. Oh, so sweet. But there are those who are watching for scrupulous reasons. And this is what we are talking about. Sherrington and security concerns. Thank you very much for joining us, Adrian. Uh, Good morning. Good morning, Nonkuloleko. Thank you so much for having me. Look, I know I've been saying how cute and everything is so cute, but I personally don't do it as cute as it is because I understand that there are dangers in Sherrington. Explain to us what it is and what the dangers are. Yeah, absolutely. So the term Sherrington, as you mentioned, it's a combination word of sharing and parenting, and it describes this practice of parents sharing lots of details of their children's lives online, usually on social media. And, um, you know, I think uh, we all really understand the motivation. It's very relatable. It almost always comes from a very genuine, innocent, well-intentioned place. Um, But unfortunately, we do live in a world where there are several risks around this practice, especially things like privacy, consent, mental health, and security. And we really need to have a conversation about that. Now, is it possible that we can teach parents and guardians and teachers and everyone alike how to have a healthy digital online presence and protect children? Absolutely. So, you know, I think uh, you mentioned it earlier that you yourself don't do it, and I think that is an excellent idea. The, The safest option really is to not do it at all. You know, as a general principle for all of our lives, whether we are adults or children or parents of children, the less information we put on the internet, the safer it is and the better it is for our mental health. However, some people perhaps feel that that's maybe a bit overly restrictive or maybe even impractical. So if that's the case, then there are ways that we can modify our behavior in terms of sharing to make it a little safer. So I always like to consider the what and the how. So, you know, we want to consider what we are posting. You know, we want to look at the content and ask ourselves, is the content appropriate? Uh, Would my child necessarily be happy about how they're being portrayed now and in the future? Uh, And we would want to eliminate any kind of personal information, you know, in, in the post as much as possible. So that sort of covers the what. And then there is the how. And what I mean by that is most social media networks have some level of control over privacy of your post. So often you can control who your friends or followers are. You can control which groups of your followers can see what kind of content. You can also control whether your profile is public or private. And uh, it's really good to review these settings. And whilst it doesn't eliminate the risk entirely, it does improve the security profile. Adrian, in terms of um, data or images on social media, there's something called metadata. Uh, Maybe tell us about it and if it's possible to hide that, um, especially concerning an image. Yeah, absolutely. So metadata is 
descriptive data, things like uh, time, date, perhaps location, and details about the device that was used to capture the image. So uh, it's encoded in all photos and video files. So whether you're using a digital camera or your smartphone, all the images that you take will have this data encoded into the file. Um, now, it is possible to remove this data, and I would recommend it. And it's, it's quite easy to do. Um, you know, a little bit of research online will show you that you can get a, a free app on your phone that can strip off that data. And sometimes social media networks do it as well for you. However, I would say that it's perhaps not the most important thing to consider if you consider the fact that when we actually create a post online, often we ourselves add back the the information in the construction of the post. So for example, we might add our child's full name, or we might add the location, or we might add a caption that adds extra context, all of which then contributes to you know putting personal information out there on the internet. So I think metadata is worth considering, um, but I think what, it, what requires more attention is the actual content we create when we create a post. So why are children who are born in this day and age, um, why do they have the biggest digital footprint in history? I mean, is it because we are posting them or is it because there's just a difference in the eras that we're living in? Well, I think it is mostly a different era that we're living in. You know, 20, 30 years ago, um, we simply just didn't live in such a digitized world. And today, uh, almost our entire lives are digital. So, you know, children who are born today simply have a massive head start in terms of the accumulation of information that's recorded about them on the Internet. And when we do something like sharenting, we're just uh, contributing further to the digitization of our children's lives. Um, so, yeah, you know, as a general principle, we want to try and uh, share as little information as possible about our children's lives online. And, you know, I think perhaps I should just mention or expand upon some of the risks that I mentioned earlier in a little bit more detail, you know. There's a lot of issues around things like privacy and consent. So, for example, uh, you know, when you post online about your children, you are removing an element of privacy from their lives. And as they grow older, they might not necessarily appreciate um, the kind of content that's been posted online and they might find it embarrassing or they could 